Welcome to WISE, a podcast for women introverts, sensitives, and empaths. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, business coach, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and former private chef. WISE is all about mindset, entrepreneurship and business, food and nutrition, spirituality, relationships, and ultimately living your purpose, all through the lens of the sensitive, introverted, and empathic woman. I know you might feel like the information out there isn't suited for you, but this is because we're powerful, strong, and deep, and we've got potential. Let's begin to let that out right now. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Wise. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today we're going to be talking about something that I've been thinking about a lot over the last several months, especially, but that I've always been thinking about over the last several years, and it's coming off of a weekend that I spent in Vegas, and I just got back two days ago, and this was something that I was thinking about again the entire time that I was there, and I think that if you're a business owner and you, you know, go out into the world, you're always thinking about connections and how this relates to everything else that we do. And that's what I do in the world. I'm always like, how can I compare this to other things that I teach? What themes are there in life? That's just how my brain works. And I wanted to share that in this episode today in regards to food and social media, Vegas gambling. We're going to be talking about that in one second. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you to get on a couple wait lists if you wanted to work with me in 2022. I will be accepting new nutrition clients, new one-on-one nutrition clients, Intuitive Macros, my signature six-week group coaching nutrition program is going to be starting again at the beginning of January, and we also have my four-month business mentorship starting in January as well. There's still a few spots left for that mentorship, and I have a couple spots already filled for the Intuitive Macros group program, but if you wanted to get on the wait list for either of those, you can head to the show notes and find them there, or you can just send me a DM on Instagram and I can give you a little bit more information. Still working on Bloom as well. A lot of things happening, but I'm spending the last part of the year, the next six weeks, really working and taking some time off and really just structuring my offerings, seeing what my 2022 is going to look like, really planning those things and planning for the last half of uh, quarter four as an entrepreneur. But again, get on the radar for any of those through the show notes or through the link in my bio on Instagram or through sending me a DM. I'm always happy to talk if you have any questions about those things. So like I was saying, this past weekend, I was in Vegas with friends and I love Vegas. I hadn't actually gone until the beginning of this year. The only other time I had been there was on a layover and I just remember flying in to Vegas and seeing desert and then a strip of buildings like completely lit up and alive and I didn't think that I would like it honestly because like everybody knows I'm a sensitive person it's very loud there there's a lot going on and I think that you can have different experiences wherever you go I personally like 
going to a hotel and kind of staying there. It's cool to walk up and down the strip. I've done that too, but it gets really hot. <laughs> I was in the summer. I did that in the summer and it's not my favorite thing to do that, but to like, you know, be there with people that you care about and can have fun with, to sit by a pool, to eat some really good food, to people watch, to gamble a little bit if you like that, to see a show if you like that. I like all of those things. And when I went this past weekend, I just started paying attention, a different level of attention, a little bit more than I had done in the past. So I was noticing, again, as a sensitive person, all of the sounds, all of the lights, all of the the type of people that are there. Obviously, there I was staying at the Cosmos, so there's a lot of like interesting decor. There's always gambling happening and there's like sports betting happening, which like I knew people did that, but to see it like happening right next to me in person where there was like all these scores up and people being really intense and cheering and there was just like a vibe of like, okay, there's money on the line. There's things that are going to be happening right now. And it was just a lot. And I really saw like, you know, something that hits every single one of your senses, the food, the sights, the smells, um, you know, the sounds, all of these different things really create an experience that's very sensational. So I just started thinking about like, oh my gosh, if there's somebody here who, for example, is really into gambling and has an issue with gambling, that that's going to be a problem. Because <laughs> I even played a couple of the slots. That's not even my favorite thing either. Gambling is not a huge thing for me. But I did play a couple of the slots and I felt myself every single time I won, like get into this mode of like, yes, I'm going to, this is so exciting. I'm going to win some more money. This is awesome. And then you lose it and you're like, well, shit, there's like the high is gone now. And This goes along with a lot of the things that I talk about in regards to dopamine. And when it comes to managing things that are tough to manage, when it comes to managing things that the human brain is sensitive and susceptible to. Now, I don't really believe in an abstinence model for things that like we might use in our lives and that we might need. So for example, like if you are an alcoholic, let's say, or a drug addict, yes, you need to leave those, you need to eliminate those things from your lives. I think it gets a little bit more nuanced when the things, when we perhaps want to participate in those things like social media, like food. And I think that we actually have a lot more power than we give ourselves credit for because I think that commonly the answer to these things is just like okay if I can't manage it if I'm on social media too much then I should just eliminate it and we blame the social media company we blame Instagram for creating literally you know the way that social media apps are they're literally created by people who understand dopamine and understand the human brain to keep you on the apps even more. So if you even think of like the way that Instagram is set up and the way that you can scroll and refresh, it's kind of like a slot machine. It's kind of like, okay, let me refresh one more time. Let me continue to scroll to get like the refresh of the feed. It's kind of like getting a new site, just like you would get in a slot machine. And I think that that sort of thinking really renders us really powerless because these things are things that can really help us in life. I'm talking about like social media and obviously we have to eat every day. 
So I don't think that for everything, abstinence is the answer. Again, it it sort of assumes that we are powerless in the face of these things. And again, these are the things that make us want more, right? Like I think that for me as being somebody who like has had addictive tendencies in my life and kind of like obsessive tendencies, social media, food, gambling, alcohol, drugs, all these things, like I have the tendency to be like, I want more of this. I want to get hit with more of it. I want that little bit of a high. Like I like that. And I am not, I am sensitive to that and I am not immune to those things, even when it comes to like online shopping. And not to say that I have a problem with any of them. I manage them very, very well, which is what this episode is about. And I wanted to share it with you because I think that the magic comes with how we respond to these things and how we can add more awareness around these things so that we can have more power instead of just saying like, well, I'm just a sensitive person with a brain, therefore I shouldn't do any of these things. And I'm going to talk about perhaps if abstinence is the answer for you because it is for many people, but I don't think that that is for everybody. And I don't think that it really covers the spectrum that can happen between like you use it all the time and it's too much and like zero use, you know, especially when these things can be, again, helpful to us. Like when it comes to social media, like if we want to express ourselves and connect and grow our businesses, it can be a really great place to do that. So Again, my message is really like giving ourselves the power to control and manage these things as we need to. And I don't think, again, for many of us that it's complete avoidance to them. There's these movies like The Social Network, and I think that's the name of the movie. Is it? I don't know. Um, The Social Dilemma, maybe, where I've never watched it, actually, but it's essentially saying the damage that social media can have on our minds. And again, I'm not denying the fact that it can cause a lot of disruption in people's lives and it can be addictive because of that sort of like gambling model. And what it really comes down to is dopamine. And dopamine is not a liking neurotransmitter. Dopamine is the neurotransmitter of wanting and pursuit. So for example, thinking about getting something let's say you're going to let's say you're online shopping and like you're thinking about getting a hoodie at lululemon let's say because this is what i do (laughs) like if i'm going shopping there's like that excitement that happens online and especially if you're somebody who like puts stuff in the cart and then is just like all right bye i'm not gonna get it you still get the pleasure from like putting stuff in the cart so like let's say you're on lululemon you're searching for the hoodie let's say you're searching for like a deal or something and all of a sudden it's exciting like okay i'm searching okay i like it and or this isn't about liking, this is like wanting the pursuit. Um, We like it. And then I just said it again. (laughs) We want this thing. We desire it. We put it in our car. This is the same thing with Amazon. Like all of the dopamine hits that happen when we put it in our cart, when we buy it, when it's on our way to us, when we see the box on our door and then we open it and we're like, okay, like it's, it doesn't do what we think it's going to do, which is really give us that like lasting happiness. And none of these things do. That's the thing. Like we search for lasting happiness in these things, which is why people go to Vegas and have giant gambling issues. And I just think of like, (laughs) 
like when I was there, I was like, oh my God, what if like people spend too much money and then they owe people money? I used to watch The Sopranos and then they're going to like have to, you know, they get into so much debt. I don't know if you remember season two. That man, I forgot his name. He had the outdoor store and he ended up, um, you know, owing Tony Soprano a ton of money because he had such a bad gambling problem. Um, And I just think of like, the messages being sent when you owe somebody money from that show. That's a giant tangent. If you don't watch The Sopranos, I'm sorry. And if you do, you'll understand what I was talking about. But essentially, these are things where like we look for like that sense of happiness and that sense of like distraction and numbing through these things when they never actually bring happiness and they never actually bring liking of these things, you know. What they do is they just give you the pursuit of more, 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 and they light up our dopamine senses in our brain, which does bring excitement. So every time that we put something in a cart, every time that we gamble a little bit, every time we see a text message come in and we have the little red circle on Instagram when we get likes and comments and all of these things, it just like continues hitting the dopamine. Same thing with alcohol. Like if you are a drinker and you have one drink, it's like for me in particular, it's only exciting for like five minutes. It's exciting when I order the drink. It's exciting when I like take the first few sips of it and then I'm kind of good. I'm like, this thing didn't really do that much for me. Again, it's the pursuit. It's the hope. It's not necessarily the liking because like, again, thinking of online shopping, the thing comes and you're like, whatever, like it's not that exciting. It didn't do its job. And it's never going to do its job of us thinking that it's like going to bring happiness to us. Now, the reason that we, uh, that it's important for us to manage these things is because like we might need to online shop and we need to eat and we need to, we might want to use social media. We want, might want to go to Vegas and have fun. And I think that we can learn to manage these things through these next couple steps that I'm going to be talking about. Obviously, this is a larger discussion. I read a book recently and I've been listening to this woman, Anna Lemke, who wrote a book called Dopamine Nation, um, talking about these things, how like everything that we do in this country is related to dopamine. And um, I think that by understanding our brains a little bit better and knowing that like willpower can only really last a day before it starts running out, right? It can really only last a finite amount of time, like a battery. Instead, we can set up other systems like awareness and discipline and really getting into that place in our mind where we become the observer and manage these things and know that, yes, these things are designed, they are engineered for us to not win, right? They're engineered for us to get our brains sort of like taken over in a way because we are humans. We are humans that have a brain that likes pleasure. That's never going to change. Like when it comes to healing and when it comes to growing, it doesn't actually mean that like we're going to have a a brain that isn't triggered and doesn't compare and doesn't like these things, doesn't find them exciting, doesn't get that hit. Like those things will likely always be there. I used to think like if I do enough yoga and if I do enough reading and if I get spiritual enough, then I won't like these things. You know, this is like sex too for people who are sex addicts. It's like you might not want to abstain from that forever. Um, you know, so 
I want us to think about these things and really start becoming aware of how our brains work and then like see it in action. So again, when I was in Vegas and I was at the slot machine, I was like, oh, my brain is lighting up. It really loves this music. It really loves the winnings. I love seeing the things increase. Same thing when I eat like sugar, you know, or I had an alcoholic drink. Why did that sound so official? I had a margarita (laughs) in Vegas one of the nights and it was so good. It was this like smoky and sweet margarita. If you know me, you know I really don't drink often. It has to be really special. And I was like, I could literally have five of these and it would be amazing. And to me, alcohol isn't my thing. Like in terms of me being feeling addicted to it or doing it alone, it just doesn't make me feel good. So I'm not super interested in it. So I was literally like, I could have five of these things and it would be amazing. And again, wanting, wanting, wanting. I don't necessarily like it. So some steps that we can take in order to manage our brains and become aware of our brains. Because again, they're not going to necessarily change. The brain is always going to be a brain, so then we have to create structure in our lives to make it a little bit better. So the first thing I want you to ask yourself is the role that these things play for you. And I think there's a difference between like enjoying something, you know, and partaking in it versus like this thing being your full joy and having uh, some sort of dependency on it. So like, for example, when I was in my food obsession days and in my eating disorder, like everything in my life revolved around food, like the most exciting parts of my day revolved around me eating. And I, because that was the only joy that I felt, um, I was able to, you know, um, because that was my only joy, I was able to, I was not able to really feel good in my body because I started sacrificing all of these things. And I started, you know, like sacrificing the way that I felt in my body and sacrificing the way that I felt in my mind, because that was my only pleasure. Same thing with like the gambling or the social media or whatever it is. If that is your number one pleasure, then like number one joy in your life, then you know, that's something to look at. And that's something to, um, you know, become aware of and maybe work with somebody to make that change. If it's something that you just enjoy, then that's really different. For example, I still love food. I still like these things, but I manage them and I don't let my brain take over my mind and take over the things that I want. I'm very grounded and solid in those things. Now, the step further is like, what structures can I create in my life to make these things easy to manage? So for example, can I keep food out of my house? Foods that are like very triggering to me and what Whole30 calls food with no breaks. Or can I only have them like on really special occasions? And to what degree can I keep them in? Can I create a timer on social media? Can I you know, set times for myself where I look at it only, like I can only look at it during these times and really create those strict boundaries. Can I have an accountability buddy to do these things when it comes to alcohol? Can I like, if I'm not an alcoholic, can I like only have it on special occasions and commit to that? What structures can I create in my life that makes it a little bit better for me? If I go gambling, can I just bring like you know, $40 or $60 to gamble and then like enjoy it and be done. And again, can you be really honest with yourself about how these things affect you? And as a sensitive person, 
these things are a lot. Like when it comes to social media, our brains are not really meant to look at that much information at the same time. It's like a waterfall of content. And it can be a lot. We can, it brings up comparison and jealousy and all of these things. And, um, you know, it can be a little bit tough sometimes to, to manage. And if we go back to the structures, how can those structures help us? For some of us, it might be complete abstinence. You know, I have some things, for example, that I will never eat. I'll never eat gluten. It doesn't, it makes me feel terrible. So I abstain from that. There are people that have to abstain from sugar completely. Only you know the role that it plays. Sometimes the effect that it has on your brain is way too much that it's not even worth the energy that it's going to take to manage it. Sometimes abstinence is, you know, a little bit more of a feasible outcome and solution for you because. Otherwise, it takes up too much bandwidth. Only you know. Only you know what it, the effect that it has and the things that you need to do. And again, I notice myself with like social media, for example, getting into like, I start scrolling and then it can be really tough for me to stop. And I find myself habitually picking up my phone at times that I don't necessarily, like more than I want to. So then I've created structures where like I only look at it to, post things and a little bit of consumption and that's it. But I think the solution is testing it, being really honest with yourself about how it affects you, especially if you're sensitive and the strength that you want will come from the management of these things. You're going to gain so much strength in knowing that like you are more powerful by you creating the structures that you need to by being controlled by these things. So I'm going to have much more, um, specifics around this thing. I think this is a giant topic, just like the safety topic was. This is just sort of an introduction to these things, but I was thinking about it through being in Vegas and especially through like all these things that are coming out now with social media and, you know, with processed food and sugar. If we think about processed food, like that industry is never going to stop. It's too giant of an industry. It makes too much money for like processed food to not be a thing anymore. So these are things that I want you to think about and know that you are powerful, most importantly, in making the decisions that you need to make for you. But the first step is being really honest with yourself and making potentially hard decisions that are going to make you feel better in the long term. And I think as we end, something that you can ask yourself is like, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is the pleasure that I'm getting from this thing worth the management of it. That's really tough. For me, like I had to be really honest about my relationship with sugar. And like I don't eat sugar that much anymore in terms of like baked goods and things like that because it's too much for me to manage and it's not worth it. The few minutes of pleasure are not worth, you know, the other few hours that I don't feel well. Same thing with alcohol you know, if I'm around people and I'm on vacation and it's fun, it might be worth it. But like, 
on a day-to-day basis, it's not worth it for me to feel the way that it makes me feel. So I want you to think about these things. Look into Anna Lemke's book, Dopamine Nation. Tell me, please, if you resonate with it. Um, And I look forward to having many more conversations about this, especially as highly sensitive people, because I don't think a lot of people are talking about it in this way. And for food, I hope, and it's one of my goals in 2022, to create a recovery system for food that's going to be a little bit more nuanced and a little bit more actionable than like just don't eat sugar and don't eat flour because that's not the case for all of us. So I'm wishing you a wonderful week. I'm sending you a lot of love and I can't wait. Thank you so much for listening to Wise. If you want to get in touch with me, or if you want to submit a question to be answered on this podcast, please send me a DM and follow me on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. I love hearing from you. My DMs are always open. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with somebody that you love and leave us a five-star rating review on my